0: Hey, I'm glad you're here. At the time of this recording, the Super Bowl just happened. Now, I'm not a sports person, but I do look for similarities in groups that I'm not a part of. I I think it's important to have empathy in these times that can be pretty divisive. So from an outside perspective, a positive thing about sports people is I'm impressed at how many last names they know. I don't know the last names of people I actually know in real life. I mean, I just don't. But sports people, they'll know all sorts of people's last names and how many times they've thrown things and maybe who they're dating. Do you know how many people I know in a couple that have last names? None of them. It's Tom and Tina. That's their full name. There's been times when my wife is like, you know Tina Bobbins? And I'm like, no, I do not. And she goes, you've known Tina Bobbins for years. And I say, look, there is no way I know Tina Bobbins. And she says used to date Tom. And I go, yeah, Tom and Tina I've known for decades. But Tina Bobbins, you just introduced this person to me. And don't even get me started on numbers and sports people. These people love numbers more than the count on Sesame Street. And they also love how fast people run. Almost more than five-year-olds on a playground. They're like, look how fast he is. So I was seeing everyone's posts about the Super Bowl, and I thought, well, that's a weird thing, being a player during all of that. Like, you go into work that day, and your boss is like, Hey, uh Madonna and Carrot Topper here and you're like together and they're like I don't I don't know, but you go, "Should I say hi?" And they go, "That's not no, that's not needed. You just do your normal job." And you're like, "Okay, but I know they're here." So that's kind of weird. Uh just a normal work day. Yep, just a normal work day. Uh oh, but also, if you do look up, you'll see a bunch of people wearing what you wear. You go, "Oh, like like pants and a shirt?" No, I mean they're wearing your work clothes like with your name on the back and everything, which okay, that does Feel weird, you know, hearing myself say it, but but other than that, it's just a normal day. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to get back to work then. Oh, yes, and one more thing. Yeah. At lunch, we need you and your stuff out of here cuz Usher needs the room. He's going to he's going to do some work here in in your workspace. Usher it just sounds like a weird day to me, but, but what do I know? I'm watching Howling Seven, New Moon Rising, aka Mystery Woman from 1995, directed by Clive Turner, who also wrote parts four and five, as well as Lawnmower Man in 1993. Wait a second. Look at me knowing last names and numbers. I guess we're not so different. Except that I don't say, We made Howling Seven, while I sit in a director's chair that says Clive Turner. I mean, that would be weird. But what a discovery! And speaking of discoveries, that's what this episode is all about. I do have one addendum to this episode. I prepared for this at the same time as a physical media episode and one of our top 10s of 2023. So I was focused on the physical media I own. So I missed one movie that would have been definitely on my list. So as I said, I told Ryan that I wanted to watch Sergio Corbucci westerns, a blind spot for me. And he offered to watch along. So... I saw Ringo and his Golden Pistol from 1966. It focuses on a bounty hunter, Johnny Oro, or Ringo, who sees killing as purely business. In fact, he won't even draw his solid gold pistol unless he can profit from it. And as the story goes, he lets a guy live, and that guy seeks revenge, and, you know, a town is besieged. It is great. It's so fun. For any fans of westerns that have adventure more than grit, I would say definitely check out that movie Ringo and his golden pistol it's super fun so let's get right to this episode as we welcome back Lindsay and Ryan and we share 5 dirk discoveries enjoy <sighs> Greetings and salutations. This is VHS and I'm your host Dirk Marshall. In this episode I welcome back both podcast hosts from our personal top 10 films of 2023. Only this time we're each bringing five movies we discovered this year-ish. But let's stop talking about them because they're both here right now. And we'll start with host of the Schlock and Ah podcast, Lindsay Wilkins. Welcome back.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back to talk about some more favorite movies that I like. So this is always a blast. Yes,
0: welcome. And also, Ryan Goland of the New World Pictures Podcast. Ryan, welcome back.
2: Thank you for having me. I look forward to Dirk's discoveries every single year. (laughs) And uh, I've made some pretty incredible Dirk's discoveries this year, I'm happy to say.
0: How is your Dirk's discovery of my new NPR style intro? Was that working for you? I'm
2: still in Dirk's discovery mode right now, having just
0: experienced it, but uh, I'm liking it. I'm going for a low energy NPR vibe this season, and it's very hard for me to maintain because I just mainline espresso
2: all the time. But I don't understand the choice, but I respect <laughs> you, and so I will go with it. I'm trying to win the Frasier fans back.
1: I do, yeah. You did it. all the uh, Frasier fans. You're trying to, you're trying That's to win right. the Fraser fans That's back. Right. I do miss the oh hey there, which is kind of like um, you being interrupted while you're making some like secret sauce or something. Yes. Um, that <laughs> has always been my favorite. Like you suddenly turning going. Hey there, on a podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for noticing
1: (laughs) your method acting there, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So a year and 12-ish months is a perfect way to measure time. Was it hard for you to only pick five things to talk about for this list? No? Okay, moving on.
2: Um... (laughs) Considering I only knew we had five to choose from, I thought we had more right before we got on the mic. Yeah, I I would say I Uh am currently experiencing a difficult time. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> trying to get it down to five. Okay.
1: I have not organized myself enough. So mm. I have a kind of a vague list of things and I have no idea what I'm going to pick. So this is just going to be, a, hey, let's just go with this movie right now.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And as I said, we, before we started recording, I could have easily picked 10 just from episodes I did this year, the season, but I went with four or five. <laughs> now we're just four. Okay, we're only doing two. No, um, <laughs> but uh, but I just went one. with one. I'm like, yeah, oh no, <laughs> just, just the best one. Uh, but I went non VHS episodes, so I will reference some because a lot of them could have easily been in these places. But in the hope of talking about something different, and the rare luck that you listen to any of those previous episodes i'll be talking about different movies here the way this will work is a typical round robin with Lindsay going first and then ryan and then myself from five down to one not necessarily numerically but just for the sake of the conversation if you did organize your lists that aren't organized (laughs) yet from five to one then perfect but it's not necessary Lindsay, let's start with your number five
1: Okay, what am I going to pick? That is a very good question. Yeah, there might be a couple of shock and awe episode, uh, movies that pop up just because they completely floored me. Yeah. So there might be something, but I just have to acknowledge them again because these movies don't always get watched, even when you do a podcast on them and everyone tells me how good it was and you say, did you watch the movie? And they're like, no. <laughs> That's the story of my podcast. <laughs> um, I'm like, no, watch the movie. So I'm just going to remind people that there are certain movies that you do actually need to watch. Uh, but my first one isn't the podcast one, All That Spill for Nothing, but I am going to go <laughs> for Sonny Chiba, the Street Fighter, the original. Nice. This movie is bonkers. Like from the first 10 minutes, there's like 10 different plot lines happening. And I have no idea what Sonny is doing or why, or why he's throwing people out a window or why a woman is being sold into sexual slavery and why there is a henchman that looks like a cat. None of that, but none of that matters because this is an incredibly awesome movie. This is directed by Shigeru Ozawa. Mm-hmm. And um it's an, it's from 1974 and it's an insanely fun movie. So yeah, that's going to be my first pick.
2: That's a great pick. I love that movie. I love the Street Fighter movies. I I really enjoy all three of them. So big fan of um of those films. Like love them. I love the X-ray punch into the guy's head. It's, yes. it's one of my yes. absolute favorite things of any movie ever. So great pick. I'm so glad you caught up with it because it's an awesome movie.
1: The reason why I watched this is because I was doing a Sunny Chiba episode with Dirk of something another amazing movie which could have made the list.
2: Oh, nice! But Wolf guy. Uh, so I decided
1: I'd better watch some Sunny Chiba movies. So uh, next year, Street Fighter Two is going to be on the Discoveries list.
2: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Sunny Chiba this year too because now it's so much of it is suddenly available. Yes. There's like a new one coming out like every month, and I'm gobbling them all up. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes
2: doberman cop i have there yet to go. get to like there's oh, so many yes. that are coming out yeah. i'm just grabbing them and i'm like okay this is this is the time i haven't i i got these terrible dvds is what i watched like mm-hmm. bodyguard and the the street fighter movies like just awful looking dvds and that's what i only all what i had now you have mm-hmm. these amazing new uh blu-rays and stuff coming out all the time for sonny chiba movies it's it's, it's perfect
0: yeah i love it because he's somebody that like I was aware of, but I didn't have access to enough to really understand why he was important. And so now with all of these, like, you know, this gold rush of Sonny Chiba on Blu-rays that, like, you can really sink your teeth into, like, oh, okay, this is his thing, you know? It's like, yeah. like you know, Don Lee here or uh, Ma Dong-suk, you know, you watch two of his movies and you're like, oh, he's the guy that punches really hard. And it's like, <laughs> yes. okay, you know, you need to, like, see a couple to get, like, oh, okay, this is how cool this dude is. But yeah, that's that's a wonderful pick to kick us off.
2: Ryan, what is your number five? My number five. So I am not going to do any also, none of the discoveries I uh, that we had on our podcast, New World Pictures podcast, mm-hmm. because we already had an episode where we did our annual award show and we went through our top fives and our bottom fives. That's right. So people can listen to that if you want to know what I we discovered on that podcast and what we love. So It's called I, The Worldies. Gonna, the Worldies. But I am going to bring up a movie that I would not have probably watched. Maybe eventually, but I wouldn't have watched if it weren't for Dirk. Uh-oh.
0: And that is
2: <laughs> yes. Cyber Tracker.
0: That, yes. was my, that was my
2: number one up until an hour ago. And <laughs> to be fair, I really mean this is a tie because I, it's Cyber Tracker 1 and Cyber Tracker <laughs> yes. 2. Because yes. I may even like Cyber Tracker 2 better. So I don't know. All I know is that I had a ridiculously good time with these movies Mm -hmm. and I know I'm going to be revisiting them like often. Yeah. Yeah. This is fantastic. Don the Dragon Wilson. He's the, it's a complete Terminator ripoff. Mm -hmm. I don't need to say anymore. I don't want to say anymore. Yes. Just if you haven't seen Cyber Tracker, please watch Cyber Tracker. Mm -hmm. And I know you will watch it like I did and go, well, now I need to watch Cyber Tracker too. (laughs) And then you will. And you'll be like, I think I like that even more. Yeah. And as Dirk and I discussed when we discussed this movie, where is Cybertracker 3? I am very angry (laughs) that there is not another uh, Cybertracker.
0: Same. And this director is going to come up on my list as well, so it's really a good year for him. But we did an episode on Cybertracker for this podcast. It was on my list because when I think about movies that I came across this year not knowing it existed and then just got so much joy out of it and just was like i will continually rewatch this and i've seen it a couple times already both of them and man billionaires are so weird because they don't do cool stuff like make cyber tracker 3 they just like have lots of money and maybe send someone to space for 10 seconds but like you could make 10 cyber tracker movies for a fraction of like what it was originally made for yeah uh, it's i true. just i don't get it i don't get it But, yes, Cybertracker is an excellent pick for your number five. My number five, keeping on uh, movies that everyone's talking about these days, (laughs) (laughs) is Foes from 1977. Oh, yeah, on the top of everyone's list. Everyone can't – they're like, I'm going to talk about Saltburn and Foes. So Foes is from 1977. It's a science fiction horror movie. My wife, Sarah, was on a trip, and when she goes out of town and goes by shops where there's DVDs or vinyl, like soundtracks, she'll take pictures of it to text me and then be like, hey, do you need this? It's very sweet. I really appreciate it. And one of the vinyl was Foes, and I was like, I've never heard of Foes, and it's got, like, a really cool font, and uh, hold on,
1: maybe I have it right
0: Okay, here's the Blu-ray right here so you can see. Oh, okay. I, you shared yes. this one with me, I think. I have not seen this, though.
1: I think I've seen you talk about this one, yeah.
0: It's interesting. It's a very small film, and the way they do that is the, the government people are in a room, and then everything else is at a lighthouse. And the reason the two, like the army can't come in or anything, is because there's a giant invisible magnetic wall. So there's four people at a lighthouse. Aliens show up in the spaceship. I posted a clip online, and they encounter these aliens. They can't—the humans are just normal people, four people, and they're just like, we don't know what to do. And it's a real slow film directed by John Coates. It's his only directing credit. However, he works to this day in visual effects on films like Deep Blue Sea, New Nightmare, UHF, Blood Diamond. Those are all the same genre. Mm. Um, (laughs) And it's, uh, yeah, not fast-paced, but the effects are really odd and endearing, and when the aliens show up, it's not someone in a suit. I kept expecting it to be someone in a suit. It's these weird, lasery optical effects that are so weird and so odd. It's, uh, it's really interesting. It was put out by Garage House Pictures on Blu-ray in 2019 for the first time anywhere. And mm. the, tra- the transfer mm. looks really great. I got. I found it on eBay, not not too difficultly, but um, I get why some people are like, this is boring, it's just people at a lighthouse. It is. It's them being like, we don't know what to do. And then they get sucked into the spaceship, and people have burns, and you're like, oh god, what would you do? Mm. And what I would do is watch Foes. That's my number five.
1: So this sounds very similar to what Annihilation is kind of. I may be just like Putting away uh, yeah. the lighthouse and the force field, and then yeah. Alex Garner just kind of remade it <laughs> and added yeah, a scary bear
0: because <laughs> no one else had seen this. Yeah, that's yes, basically exactly. Yeah, this is Annihilation <laughs> <laughs> as much as the wonderful vampire classic Nocturna is Hotel <laughs> Transylvania. Basically, excellent. Yeah, same thing, same quality. No one will argue. Um, Lindsay, what is your number four?
1: Oh, gosh, my number four. My number four is going to be... All right, I'm going to say a movie that I should have watched already, but I only finally watched it this year, and then went, oh, this is why everyone keeps talking about how good Rapid Fire is. Yeah, I finally saw Rapid Fire. Um, <laughs> yes. Dwight Little, uh, early 90s. This is, of course, Little. Well, now I'm blanking on his name.
0: Brandon, Brandon Lee, Lee yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. before being absolutely stupid, charismatic, and absolutely amazing, and actually showing off what he could do, which is really cool. He's not completely his dad, but he is also his own thing. And you're just thinking, oh, I'm going to watch a movie star like develop, and not quite. But Rapid Fire is a really fun movie. It's a really cool wrong man, wrong time movie. And then, um, they're running around. I think Ted Levine plays not a bad guy in it um or was it, no sorry it's powers booth powers booth plays mm. not a bad guy in it and that is kind of amazing because i kept expecting him to turn the whole way through and it's like mm. no he's just a grumpy asshole but he's actually generally good so this is the movie i should have seen years ago but now i've finally seen it and it rules
2: Ryan, yeah yeah i mean it does rule i, yeah. I can't do it. I, yeah i love this i love rapid fire <laughs> yeah. that's another movie that like, i think it does it did have a blu-ray way back when i mm. think twilight time put one out they did yes uh but that's that way out of print and super expensive to get a hold of so i only own this on streaming which is not really owning it at all
1: (laughs) so do i yeah Um, i only own it on streaming which is not really ownership
2: but as long as that guy who does like wants to go up into space continues to maintain that platform i should be okay but still i love this movie it's so good and you're right he absolutely owns this movie and he's such a star obviously the crow showed like how much potential he had. More depth to it. Yeah, yes. Like he had even more going on. But in terms of just like pure action star charisma, like it's it's a really like underseen. I mean, I think in action circles that it, it gets all the love. But oh, yes. I think generally speaking to the general moviegoer, this doesn't get enough love. And it's an incredibly good movie. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I agree. Seeing him in this and Showdown in Little Tokyo back in the day, I was like, right. well, this guy's a star. And then for people that were alive at that time when the crow was coming out and we were right. just... Nobody mm-hmm. was like, no, he's not the crow. Everyone was just like, hell yes, they got the casting yeah. right for the crow. And uh, and, then, and then sad turn of events there. But um, yeah, excellent pick with rapid fire. I love that you've got some, some action going on in your discoveries here. I do, yes. Uh, let's see if Ryan's got some action with his number four.
2: I do have some action going on with my number four. And that is no contest oh
1: <laughs> yes i love this movie so much no no
2: contest <laughs> no contest is there's no contest how much fun this has it says
1: wait is this rollerco- the sharon tweed one?"
2: Oh yes, yes shannon I tweed thinking- robert dobby andrew dice clay uh, yes is, i think thinking
1: are the right one this movie's great it is a
2: diehard ripoff at like a fashion show mm-hmm in a tall tower
1: because that's where you got to have it.
2: Yeah, this movie was so much fun. It is so so fun and so dumb, and it, it, it really ticked every box that I like. So, and a natural progression from Cyber Tracker to No Contest. This, <laughs> yeah. I love like Die Hard ripoffs are yeah. super fun. Yep, I have one on my list. I oh that that's <laughs> terrific. So do I. So this is it, and <laughs> this is one like weird DVD that I got from off eBay, but it's. All the the writing on it, I would tell you the plot synopsis, but it's all in Korean, so I don't know. But um, <laughs> it, it does say a beautiful woman can stop more than traffic. That is that doesn't have anything to do yeah. with the film, is all I can tell you. But it yeah. is it is just such a, a fun movie. Shannon Tweed is uh, not on the poster and the front poster, which is odd because she's really the main character. So yeah, she is. Anyway, if you like Shannon Tweed, if you like Andrew Dice Clay, if you like Robert Davi, if you like 90s uh, D- DTV action, which I I seem to be purely <laughs> uh, <laughs> suggesting you watch in this episode, but mm. uh, I would suggest finding a copy of No Contest. It's really, really good. Really fun. I know
1: Excellent. in Australia, it was on Amazon Prime for a while. I don't know if it's still there, but that's how I watched it. So um, okay. hopefully okay. it's still there. So it does pop up occasionally. Uh, but no it was it's super fun like it's that you could do it really good like just fun double of that and like take down of Beverly Hills I think it is with uh is it mm. yeah just some Ken Robert do- Darby bad Wall. guy goodness yeah Kim yeah. just some like Robert Darby cheesy 90s early action bad mm-hmm. guy goodness
2: yeah both of those are great films I own both of those and yep. I love those they're they're both like you know that one even maybe even more ambitious and that the oh yeah the the diehard in yeah. taking over the entire beverly hills i was gonna yes. say they do and take down
1: the whole entirety of beverly hills in that I was it, it is amazing <laughs> and and
2: the action star is just a former football player it's, <laughs> yes, that one like is a just football player. <laughs> incredible incredible yeah uh, yeah but but no contest really yeah. i thought i'd seen all the diehard rip-offs but there's so many more and yeah. I'll, I'll need to get them all much like lady terminator movies or yes. <laughs> lady cyborg movies i need to watch them all so one yeah. day
0: have you seen automatic with olivier gruner
2: no 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 you suggested that oh, and okay. i have I, I have it on a watch list i haven't seen it yet though yeah that is add that to make it a triple because that is yeah. a much smaller <laughs> film
0: but so much like guys remember Die Hard. let's do that with cyborgs <laughs> what was this? automatic automatic but with cyborgs yeah that's terrific Olivier Gruner plays multiple cyborgs in it, but it's just... Oh, shit. <laughs> Olivier Gruner. It's great. Okay, my number four is Spirits of the Air, Gremlins of the Clouds from 1988.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Here I am, i writing things down again.
0: <laughs> um, you guys big fans of this one? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it so many <laughs> times. <Absolutely. laughs> so, okay, it's the directorial debut of Alex Proyas from The Crow, oh. yeah, and Dark City. So when you mentioned The Crow, I was like, oh my God, like I have a direct tie-in right here. Umbrella released this, it's on a glorious bl- Blu-ray, just like, mm. look at this thing.
1: Oh, so oh yes, that's that yes, yes. Yeah, I actually have seen that post-it, yes. It
2: yes, is... I did not get that one, but I saw that, that that Umbrella had released that through Vinegar Syndrome, right? They That's- Uh,
0: You can order it through them, but it it's on Umbrella. I don't, is it co-labeled? No.
2: Just umbrella. umbrella is now a partner label with with Vinegar Syndrome so Oh I but think- I
0: usually you'd see that on the bottom down here I think
2: no, no, no. It is a partner label, so they they just help. OCN just helps distribute. Oh, it. oh, okay. Got gotcha, you, gotcha. It'll gotcha. still say Umbrella on it. It just mm. you get you can get it off the website. Is all I'm saying. For oh, those that, that got you. Yeah, I was just it that way, and not have to spend 140 dollars in order to get it directly sent from Australia, like I do when yeah. I order from Umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> which is good because
1: when I order from Umbrella, it's still expensive, but the postage is sweet, so I can get it in a right. few days. <laughs> So this yeah. is definitely going in
0: my cut. I was just confused because things like Cloak and Dagger, it has the Vinegar Syndrome, but then it also
2: has Universal on there. So I was like, mm. I don't know Well, that's just because it's on by the studio, so they have to do that. I think they're putting mm. out a couple Paramount movies. I think um, right. MGM also does that across many partner labels where yeah. they have to display that it it's an MGM movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so basically... It's uh, two adult siblings that live in a weird shack in the desert. It's post-apocalypse. There's crucifixes everywhere. A stranger shows up and their lives are kind of altered. It's super colorful. Every shot is like a visual feast. Uh, I had never tracked this down. I didn't really know it existed. And then I was placing an order and there it popped up. And I was like, well, it's his first film. I got to see it. I think I already know what it's going to be. And it is that. It is like a small indie, like super colorful, very ambitious, three person film. Um but I love that stuff. I love that like small nineteen eighty eight art housey kind of thing. So if that is your uh vibe and you want to see more from from Alex, which I think we all do, I, I wish we got something every year to see what was coming out of his wild brain. But um yeah, Spirits of the Air, Gremlins of the Clouds rolls right up the tongue. Everyone should be able to know. Um <laughs> that's my number four lindsay what's your number three
1: well my number three i have to go with something italian because this is me but this is going to be cult 38 special squad directed by massimo (laughs) um there goes right there which i'm butchering all those names i apologize and this movie is amazing i mean there is a stunt that is so casually done you don't know for about two seconds and then you realize how insane it is like it is a typical police drama, and police, but it is police, so good. Yeah. Thank
2: you.
1: Thank you. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. movie. It's yes. one of my favorites in terms of that. I'm glad that you brought up something Italian because I had something in my broader 10 pick. Look. Yes. <laughs> that I have to was... have something Italian. But uh, so I don't have anything Italian. So I'm so glad you brought that up. This is a really, really good one. Yeah, it's what, an excellent one. What's it about? I-
1: it is a generally cops and gangsters kind of movie. um, Like the most Italian movies I ever remember the actual plot. <clears throat> I don't think it starts with his family being killed. I think they're almost murdered. So he organizes the special squad that all have cult 38s and they're all on motorbikes. Mm-hmm. And now I am mixing this movie because I watched this very close to armed, Rome, Armed to the Teeth, which has... Which is more insane. And then they're just trying to take down these bad guys. And it's it turns into a really good chase movie. When I love Italian movies, it's because they're bonkers and well made, but this is just really yeah. well made. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's right. That's pretty much it. And Tough Ones, or AKA Roamed Armed to the Teeth, was going to be on my discoveries <laughs> list. As well, what? Uh, yes. Who is year. Who is the yeah. bad
1: guy again? He's playing a dwarf that shits bullets. And you're just like.
2: Thomas Millian is, Thank the, you. Thomas is, Millian. Yes. is the hunchback there who swallows uh, yes. bullets to get out of a police interrogation such a good movie and cold 38 is yeah they basically like a lot of the, a lot of the movies are because it's all about the years of lead and stuff that's happening yes. in Italy at the time so a lot of it's like we got to take these guys down so let's put together a group and yeah oftentimes it's not about what you think an American version of that would be. Really, mm-hmm. it's just about let's get these guys, let's give them all thirty eights, let's get them on motorcycles and do stunts. <laughs> That's essentially what's yeah, I was a is. bit
1: worried. I'm like, okay, I might yeah. be mixing arm um, to the teeth. <laughs> like I must yeah, I might be mixing <laughs> and it um, does those have movies together to... in my brain. Yeah. They
2: do have similar elements, yeah. the tough ones and Rome arm to the teeth. It it just it's not about building the big squad. Colt thirty eight squad is, but again, it's not about building the squad. It's not an Untouchables movie where they're like meeting the new guys. Everybody has their own special. It's not that kind of thing. They just all have the same gun and they ride around their motorcycles and get in lots of sense and it's super fun. It is great. You can't think too much when you're watching Italian movies. (laughs) Just enjoy. Just settle in and enjoy. All right, perfect. Ryan, what's your number three? All right, my number three. This is gonna get this is gonna get tough. Okay, well, I'm gonna go for Shrigala. Oh yes, got it right here. This is an Indonesian oh. um, Friday the Thirteenth ripoff, and it when I say ripoff, it is a ripoff. But here's what it doesn't rip off: uh, a giant boat ray, a boat chase with a ninja. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen in Friday Thirteenth, mm-hmm. so I
1: love Indonesian ripoff so much. <laughs> it
2: basically people are on an island, they start getting murdered one by one. There's a mysterious stranger. Somebody's doing it. It's it is takes absolutely rips from Friday Thirteenth. There's scenes in it. You're like, well, okay, I see exactly what you're doing. I think the ending exactly like Friday Thirteenth. Lots of stuff that they steal, but there's lots of other bonkers stuff that happens in this movie that they don't steal. That they just <laughs> add in to themselves and yep. have their own little flavor to it. This is just was just an absolute blast, and it was one of the first things I bought from uh, TerraVision, which is a a, a uh, Blu-ray company. Yep. And they also put out vinyl, and I bought a bunch of their records. And I hadn't bought any of their movies, and I said, okay, I got to check this company out, see what they're up to. Very first thing I bought. And the very first thing I watched for Shigala and I was like, well, you guys hooked me because this was mm. an absolute blast. So much fun. Just highly recommend it. It is, uh, And it's not long. No, It's got a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is so fun. So that Shigala, is on the check list. it out. Yeah,
0: yeah Ryan uh, posted that on Twitter and I had looked at the TerraVision stuff and each time been like, okay, I know who's running the show. I know it's sure. going to be good stuff. I'm not going to spend the money. And then I just had fomo uh, looking at what ryan had purchased and i was like well i ah, no." and then someone goes end of the line's really good and i was like well i don't need it and then people (laughs) said what srigala was and i was like ah it's in the cart oh no i'm shopping (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's done it's coming yeah i don't
0: i don't regret it either it's really it's really a lot of fun i thought it was just going to be like you said a friday the 13th ripoff and and when it gets to the ninja, I was like, What did
2: Godfrey Ho come and visit? Like, what is this? Yes, what a delight. Yes. Um, it is so great. And you were like, What is happening? What yeah. how did this how do we even? I literally thought, swear to god, was yeah. like, how did we get here? I mm-hmm. like I was trying to think, well, like, how do we get from Friday the 13th ripoff to this ninja <laughs> boat race? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Like, if if you're not uh Indonesian Friday the 13th ripoff isn't enough to yeah. hook you. Yeah. hopefully ninja boat race will get you to yeah. watch this movie
0: yeah and both are great titles but srigala is good too i guess but
2: <laughs> also also works. that is the ultimate title but so also aka wolf i believe right <laughs> okay. yeah that is that is what if you're looking it up on letterboxd that's mm. what it's gonna be oh yeah yeah from 1981 oh fantastic okay
0: my number three is terrifying girls high school animal classmates aka animal courage from
2: 1973 yes. <laughs> yeah. so you only wanted to pick movies with super long titles yeah.
1: this is yeah. this is exactly like his best of year list yeah
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: okay so this film um i had never heard of what what i'm about to say and so i it was such a delight. this is the fourth film in a series it's the final one so terrifying girls high school the first one was women's violent classroom the second one was lynch law classroom the third was delinquent convulsion group and then uh sure and then the fourth one animal classmates or animal courage depending on sure. which release you get Discotech is who put this out It's uh, a school's run by badass ladies and a new badass arrives. It's the kind of delinquent stuff you you would know is the whole genre from the 80s. Um, I dipped into the Stray Cat Rock films a couple of years ago or last year. Loved those. The female prison scorpion box set. This doesn't have a box set and I've only seen the fourth one. I only own the fourth one, which is going to drive me nuts as Mm -mm. someone that collects stuff. So that I'm probably going to end up buying all these bootlegs, and then the box <laughs> set will come out. But I won't be able to sleep yeah. until I have all four.
2: So once you once you finally get the the other three, and uh, you finally get the last one in your hand, it's going to yep, be like box set. Severin puts out, uh-huh. and you're like, "Damn I'll it!" Like <laughs> Sarah, I can
1: now go to sleep. If you need me, I will yeah. be asleep. Yeah, she's like, "Okay." <laughs> yep,
0: that's what happens. Uh, it stars Rico. Ike, I think um she's in all four. She was an actress and a musician who's really interesting, controversial career. Um I think she's she's awesome in these. I I can't wait to see the other three. Um like I said, Discotech is who put it out. They don't have any of the other ones, but um but if you like those types of films, it's like your typical like they're mean with each other, there's some fights, there's cool gangs, you know, and um I just like the vibe of these things. The Stray Cat movie's really like kicked it off for me and now I'm seeking all these things out. I like I like badass girl gangs, you know, what can I say? So that's my pick, Terrifying Girls High School Animal Classmates, aka Animal Courage.
2: <laughs> well, I haven't seen that one, Dirk. <laughs> this is going to be a refrain.
0: I don't even know who I bought it from because I don't know if I bought it through Discotech. I'm not sure. I just was putting all my stuff away one day and was like, "Oh, i'll watch this and then that happened this thing i own (laughs) yeah look at what i I...
2: did i even buy it
0: i i know (laughs) i did but i I don't know from where um okay we're up to the top two no pressure as you finalize your lists okay uh, Lindsay, what do you got for Uh, boy
1: can i should have asked this at the beginning can i pick a movie that i watched last year but is going to be officially released this year yeah sure okay Yes, okay. <laughs> One of the best movies of 2024 because it is being IFC and it's going to go on Shutter, and I think about April in the states, so it should be going out.
0: Mark your calendar. That is
1: Late Night with the Devil, directed by Cameron Karnes and his brother Colin. It stars uh, David, D- and I go, Oh, I'm having names I can't say. It. This is a problem. David Dastmalchian has kind yeah. of a Johnny Carson kind of rival. Like it's a, it's the 70s. He's got this kind of. It's called Night Owls. It's this kind of very cool late night uh show in the terms of late night shows and it's the halloween and also it's might get this wrong sweeps week where they kind of rounded all the ratings to see who's doing that well and it's a, it's meant to be like a big night it's like after a mm-hmm. big football game or something i don't quite understand it but they keep talking about sweeps week at the beginning yeah and it's kind of this half found footage movie half not because it's a taped live tape recording and this late night host in all his kind of I wanna beat Carson to tries to have a on-air exorcism. And it is so much fun. I saw this at a late night screening. I and it was the time of my life. David Dust is really good, um, kind of playing it coy, but you kind of see these motivations underneath, these kind of relationships that get revealed through interviews and a little bit behind the scenes and Even the exorcism part is done well because it's generally creepy. And I don't always find exorcisms creepy because I've seen them done the exact same way 15 times. But this is actually, generally, I didn't quite know exactly what was going to happen next because it has that live TV feel of, oh, shit, things are going wrong. That skit didn't land or this happened or this more. Yeah, so it's um, it's an amazing movie. Please watch it when it comes out because this movie rules.
2: We haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I already (laughs) had it on my watch list, and I have heard very good things about it, so I'm excited to see it. It still is not available to watch. So no, yes, uh, it was. I
1: I managed to get a ticket from the festival I used to go to every year, and it was a packed crowd, and everyone was cheering by the end. So that could be the fantasy bump when you think a movie's really great, and then the rest of everyone else watches it and goes, "Oh, come on, guys." No, I've heard. But I think it's really strong concept, really strong, just good, solid. Horror filmmaking, so late like night with the devil.
2: All right, yeah, sounds awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it whenever whenever we can. That looks it looks yeah. really good.
0: Okay, something for the future for us, yes. Ryan. What's your number two?
2: Me? You're talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stalling. <laughs> um. <laughs> also, doing
0: your best Clint Eastwood impersonation
2: clint eastwood Are you talking to me yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know when wait, was the last time you saw holds, a taxi driver
0: he, he holds the gun he's talking to me? and he's like <laughs> oh, go ahead Are you talking to me that's what i remember him saying
2: <laughs> that's right that's the old clint eastwood classic <laughs> phrase <laughs> oh there was another movie i had and i need to find out what it's still called it almost made my top 10 but i will bring it up here I'll bring up a different one, but still also one that almost got onto my top 10. And that is a British movie from 2023 called Scrapper.
1: Oh, and yes. This one. Yes. Yeah, this is, this is about
2: yeah. a little girl whose mom has passed away. And she's managed to fool some people into believing that she's living with her uncle. Um, and so she's kind of just on her own taking care of herself. And in comes uh, her dad who she doesn't know she's about 10 years old she's unaware of her dad and he just kind of shows up and is like i heard your mom passed away so she didn't really want me to be a part of your life but i'm here and of course she doesn't really i believe him at first or trust him and this is a movie that like they both are kind of of a they're obviously related and they are very similar but they don't know it and This is the kind of movie that I think in other hands, other than the, this is a debut from Charlotte Regan, who's the director. I think I may not have been as into this one, but I just, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. It just, it had some great, funny moments. It had some very cool imagination with the spiders. that goes on. In fact, there's some really cool, weird stuff in it that is nicely sprinkled throughout. And then it sort of drifts away from, which is too bad. But uh, I think, showed me that this is a director I want to follow and I want to see more of her stuff. So, But this is her first film. She's only done short films before this. And also the two lead performances, the little girl whose name is Lola Campbell. This is her first movie. She's absolutely tremendous in this movie. And Harris Dickinson, who was in Triangle Sadness, which is one of my favorite movies as well from last uh, previous year. He's just incredible here as the dad. He's also in Iron Claw, which I haven't seen yet either, but... um, Very sad Iron
1: Claw. I saw that yesterday. And he was also in See How
2: They Run, (laughs) which I really, really dig too.
1: Oh, yeah, he is too.
2: Yeah, Uh, but God, in Triangle of Sadness, he plays the biggest, like, airheaded dum-dum. And in this one, he's still like a dumb, kind of a dum-dum, but he's just kind of more like he's, he's just still kind of trying to get his crap together, and he has to get his crap together a little bit for this girl, who you know, his daughter, to now take care of her, and so... I don't know There was just something about it that was so charming to me there's something about the father-daughter story that was very touching to me as a father and I don't know I just really loved it and the performances are just fantastic scrapper
1: yeah th- there's an amazing moment where her and her friend have this most elaborate thing to try and lock him out of the house and they're thinking that's going to make him go away which because it's got this very cool uh, kids adventure thing yeah. running through it yeah and of course he knows how to, he's an adult, even though he might be a bit of a screw up, he's still an adult and he knows how to get, how to get into the house so mm-hmm. within two seconds. Right. No, I really right. liked Harrison this, this movie's really sweet. I really loved the imagination moments where you really get into her head. Uh, very organised 10 year old, the fact that she's able to, to take care of herself to this point is kind of, I would have run out of food within a week and yeah.
2: not gone well. Which she has because the milk is turned and she's got like she doesn't have a lot You see
1: things around the edge that it's not quite. She's she's, not she's
2: she's not getting she's not really doing a good job of this but. No
1: she's she's definitely but she thinks she is because she thinks she's in like a girl's um adventure novel like uh Harriet Mm -hmm. the Spy or something that that's kind of how it's starting through and then her dad comes in and it starts becoming a little bit more real and yeah it would have nice to have a bit more of imagination sequences to it. But I, yeah, those two performances are great. It's a really sweet, really, a really strong first movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, yeah, I bring it up because I just saw it and I thought, I want to see more of this. Who, per- Whoever made this, I want to see more of what they've done. And then they only had a few short films out, which I haven't been able to see. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, whatever they're going to do next, I want to see it. Not unlike Ry Lane and, and some of the other movies I saw last year that I was like, I need to follow this person. Cause they're going to, they're really, Doing something I really like. And this one's kind of a small, simple story, but that's kind of thing that I love too. As much as I love Indonesia Friday 13th movies, (laughs) I also really love like little small stories where you're just living with them and you're living in Mm -hmm. their world. And it's not so sweet that it's very syrupy. It's not, it's not Hollywood. It's not done in a Hollywood way. It sort of doesn't even very neatly finish out its story. It sort of leaves things a bit messy, which I love. Yeah. And that's Scrapper. Scrapper. Yes. Awesome. I
0: have not seen it. So no comment here. But I've added it to my list because you said spiders. Um okay.
2: I knew <laughs> I get you somehow. I knew I get do <laughs> the whole somehow.
1: subplot with the spiders is amazing. They have their own it's drama. It's it's kind of a great yeah it's amazing. Oh yeah you're right I wish there was more spiders because that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was
2: a great little inspired moment and it, she kind of strays off from it and there's like a documentary almost thing to set up the situation to start that sort of fizzles away too but it was like it seemed like she was like i'm gonna do everything and then eventually had to be like i, ca- I have to edit together a movie so i have to just kind of focus <laughs> mm-hmm. myself um so you know excited to see what else she will do
0: yeah and maybe there's like some spider stuff on the blu-ray when that comes out maybe there is a Blu-ray
2: out. I don't have it, but it is out. And it's it also is...
1: on Showtime, I think. It, yeah, I don't know if you have to rent it or if you can stream it, but it is definitely on Showtime. Right.
2: I rented it to start, but I didn't realize it had a Blu-ray until huh. they actually have it through Kino Lorber. You can get it through them um, in the U.S. Is it on sale currently? <laughs> it is on sale currently. Yep, and they're a Sundance sale. Okay, well, there you go. I'm going to yeah, buy it. And, it's in my and cart. The... It's in it's my in, cart. Okay. I just have to get to the price point where I can get free shipping. So Perfect. that's all I have yep. to do. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, it is
1: also um, on Australians. It's also on Stan. So you can see it there as well. And you mm-hmm. should buy it. If you can get the Blu-ray, buy it because it is a truly delightful movie. Yeah.
0: Mm. Perfect. All right. My number two <clears throat> is not that long of a title. Wow. Well, I'm disappointed already. Yeah. It's called <laughs> Lisa the Fox Fairy. From 2015, it uh, looks mm. like
2: this. Wah, wah, wah. It is a Hungarian oh, yes, film. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I've seen that art before.
0: Yeah, it's released domestically by Cauldron Films. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. blind bought it based on the description. It is a black comedy amelie. It's kind of what they say. Lisa's a nurse seeking love. Her only companion is a long-dead Japanese pop star who turns her into a fox fairy out of jealousy, and now every man that falls in love with her dies. Uh, Can she beat the curse? That's okay. the film. It's got a wonderful soundtrack. If you like like off kilter Hungarian comedies, and who doesn't, uh, with murder and art house sensibilities, then Lisa the Fox Fairy is well worth a watch. I, you know, it doesn't have like super amazing CG effects like say like Amelie would have, but it it just has a great heart, a great energy. The relationship between this dead pop singer and and Lisa is is really fun. And The Deaths of All the Men is great. That's also a good name for a book. Let me put that down for my memoir. Deaths of All the Men. Um, Yeah, that's Lisa the Fox Fairy. Uh, There's not much else I can say about it. It's not super complicated, but it it just has a a nice energy to it. And I just haven't seen something that had that sort of Amelie fun. You know, even though it's a dark comedy, it still, like, has this... It reminds me of... um, a lighter version, but of like uh, when Delicatessen and uh, and what's the director's name there?
1: Uh, Jean. Jean... Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yes. yeah. Like before Amelie, but the uh, just when I first was falling in love with his filmmaking, it's less like super intense like cinematography, but it mm. just you know his films just have this like quirky ease to them and so I, that's what i got out of lisa the fox fairy it bumped off a godfrey home movie so people that's how much i enjoyed this oh wow um yeah wow yeah. that is bold i know, I know. <laughs> no i can't believe it we're already at our number ones probably because wow. we only did five instead of ten um Lindsay, what <laughs> yeah. what is your number one
1: okay my number one this is from a podcast that i did but none of you people watched it and you can see it on tubi so you have no excuse and it has subtitles I won't say too much about it because me and Dirk did, in fact, do an episode on this. But you all watched Tempopo and didn't watch Little Forest. So yeah, I'm right. reminding people to watch Little Forest. This is directed by Kim Soon-Rai. It has Kim tae Ri, who you know from The Handmaiden from 2016. A great movie. This is the ultimate food porn. I've heard people talk about this French movie... Um, the taste of all of us or something with Julia Binoche and the way they talk about it is like little forest. This young woman, she's living in Seoul, studying, not going well, so sure, she goes back to her childhood home where her mother has disappeared. You don't know where she is. It's not a huge mystery, but you do see flashbacks. And to try and connect with herself, she starts cooking the recipes that her mother used to make. and it is absolutely divine. It has got some of the most amazing food porn. I would eat everything in this movie. and the music is amazing her she reconnects with childhood friends and it's a simple movie about learning to be yourself again through things that made you happy and in this case it's eating raw tomatoes like apples it is an absolutely exquisite movie it's one of my favorite movies of the year um i know i did a podcast on it but please go watch it it's on Tubi. it's not that hard to seek out and it's just freaking delightful
0: Yes, uh, it makes my heart explode that you're championing this movie right now because someone watched something, even if we did an episode on it. I think this movie, you're so correct. It's just so wonderful. It's so great. There's not many things we have where we can watch it and you just feel good the entire time. Uh, You're just
1: happy. I'm smiling. Even when the characters are sad and going through things, I'm like, okay, so how do I make this cabbage soup she's making? Because this looks actually delicious.
0: Yeah. I made the stewed rice cake dish from this oh. movie f- for my New Year's meal. Uh, my family Yum. was out of town. Yeah. I stayed at home to take care of our new kitten. And th- I made that as a special treat. I made tukpo and And, uh, you know, it's because of this movie. So, yeah,
2: Little Forest rules. I don't know. I didn't like it. No, I'm kidding. I'm not <laughs> seeing it. <and> I...
1: <laughs> we'll end it. I have to go. <laughs>
2: I just now put it on my to be uh, list. So I've added it. I will get to it. And that sounds delightful. I love hearing how well, certainly the way you both have raved about it. That's that's enough for me. But just hearing about a movie that just makes you feel good. Like, Mm -hmm. boy, I really need that. So I'm excited to watch this. So, yeah, great pick. Uh, I'm excited to join in your love of it. It has these things in it, like the
0: passage of time that's measured by just showing the growth of a dog. Like it's yes. just these little cues that you see and you're just like, well, that's so efficient. Like, mm. Oh man. Yeah. I, I'll, or she's
1: I, making certain vegetables that hadn't, cause she's growing most of her food. Yeah. So now she's playing with food that, or she's making something out of food that she had grown. So that's where you also can see the passage of time. Mm-hmm. It's so well done.
2: Yeah. it's nice. fantastic. I, I'm excited for this one. Okay. Ryan, you're number one. Number one. Okay. Gosh, there's a bunch of these that I'm not going to get to, but. Again, just another person that I, I saw a movie and I wanted to watch another movie that they directed. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to do it before this episode, but um, I'm a big fan of John Wick, so I had to go see Ballerina. Of course, I'm talking about the ballerina from Korea. It's directed by Lee Chung-hyun, <laughs> um, who also directed a movie I believe called The Call, which I have not seen, but you mm-hmm. may, you guys maybe uh, have. This is uh, you know a Korean revenge film about a girl who's... Sort of a, um, I guess she's, they say in the synopsis, she's like an ex bodyguard. So it's not quite one of those revenge stories where it's like a special agent or a hit hitman or something like that. But essentially one of her very good friends kills herself because of a situation that she's in and basically is hoping that she will get revenge for her. And boy, does she. And she hunts down everybody related to this and takes them down. It was really fantastic. It almost made my top 10 of, of the year, but I really wanted to save it for discoveries because I was like, I want to watch everything this person makes. So to me, it's like it jumped into a discovery because I'm like, mm-hmm. I am not done. I a- I need to see the call. I need to see everything this director has done. The lead actress is fantastic in it. I think um, Jung Jung Seo, I'm ruining that name. But anyway, fantastic performance. The ending was just like, holy shit. And I was like, yes, I'm in uh, to for everything for this director. It's super fun revenge film. Yeah, that's Ballerina for 2023.
1: This is on my watch list. I was going to try and watch it before we recorded our uh, best of, um, but I didn't get a chance to. But this is definitely bumping up on the watch list now.
2: Yeah, it's on Netflix. So yes. that's another, another reason why I was like, boy, Netflix is having a great year in our top 10 list because they had a lot of really good stuff this year. And that's going to probably that can continue but they're not making as many films now they're mm. they're stopping their amount of films but they might still acquire a lot of movies from overseas so we might still have some really good movies on netflix but we're, we're probably not going to get a lot of originals because they're cutting down on the amount of original movies that they get and they're trying to do more stuff like getting res- wrestling and doing things like that on netflix Smart. which we all yeah. which we all signed up for <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah i wanted to stream is that where they won
1: the streaming wars (laughs) that's right
2: right. well i mean you got to get more of those ad revenue stuff and find ways to to do that which is what every streamer has to do now because Mm. streaming doesn't make money anyway but if you go to netflix there's a lot of good stuff on there and in particular is ballerina
0: yeah i saw ballerina i was very excited to see it not even because of john wick but because of the call so
2: yeah uh, right, right yeah i thought that you seen it well i was just trying to play with the fact that there's a a john wick offshoot shoot called the ballerina yeah 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 the theaters this year. yeah um but the call's
0: really good i'm excited for you to see that one too the director mm-hmm. is uh is a great
2: director you know um, yeah he's yeah really really great and i'm I i definitely i was hoping to see it before this but i just didn't didn't have time yeah yeah
0: okay my number one this could have been any of like 10 or even twenty eighties to 90s action post-apocalypse movies. But those could all be future episodes. So I was like, okay, let's not do that. <laughs> Save them. Yep. So I'm going to go with T-Force from 1994, directed by Richard Pepin. Yes, uh, Richard
2: Pepin. There on he the is. List, on, uh, showing up twice, twice. Here. Dude,
0: someone get him on the phone. Uh, Cy- <laughs> he did Cyber Tracker 1 and 2, of course. Uh-huh. The reason this won't be a VHS episode is because I did an episode on it, but it was with Robert Brockway and Sean Baby for One Nine Hundred Hot Dog. You can find it on their mm. podcast, The Dog Zone Nine Thousand. Uh, in the near future, after a hostage situation goes awry, the last resort option of law enforcement, CyberNot Unit T Force. Yeah, we get the word cybernet. It rules. Uh, is ordered to be disassembled. So this section I just said, the hostage going awry section, is the Die Hard section. This is a Die Hard ripoff. Nice. And, and it has Vernon Wells with a chinstrap beard as the bad guy. So he's even like doing like his version of the bad guy in Die Hard. Um, <laughs> the robots are seen as a threat to you know, so they can use. So the robots can use that threat to them as a reason to prolong their lives so they can they find a loophole in their own code and then go on a murderous rampage but luckily jack scalia is there to stop it all oh my gosh i mean if you've seen any Richard Pepin movie, you know he's good at one thing for sure, and that's explosions. Does he explode yeah. everything? Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. Is there a dune buggy race for kind of no reason? Yes, there is. And explosions the entire time. It is people shooting rocket launchers back and forth. It is such a true delight. The opening of the sequence is the people who are cyborgs, who you know are cyborgs mainly cuz they just have their breasts covered with metal plates but they <laughs> they stand on a hill and it says T Force in giant like metallic cartoon letters above them with an explosion yeah. in the background that freeze frames it's the most awesome unnecessary <laughs> intro to a film that isn't directly tied to a narrative it is so great I just, I love, this guy brought me a lot of joy this year between Cybertracker 1 and 2 and T-Force, and I watched a slew of his other movies, but unfortunately did so in a way that I couldn't tell you the names of any of them. But there's an alien ripoff with explosions, there's, I mean, there's just so many great ones.
2: But yeah, so that's my, that's my number one. There you have it. We talked about this when we talked about Cyber Tracker and I am so glad you got to see it. I've tried to hunt down the DVD oh. and I haven't had very good luck. It's I very think I expensive. got the last one. And it is yeah. not. Yeah, I think you got the one that I was looking at <laughs> yeah. and I should have jumped on it sooner. That's on me, not you. Yeah. And it's not available anywhere. It's, it's just so isn't. crazy. It's
1: I, his, I just found it on YouTube. So Okay. Yeah, I couldn't is, find yes. it on
2: YouTube. Oh, fantastic. Oh, someone okay. put well, it on. Uh, yeah. At least there's that.
1: Yes. All right. Well, because I
2: I want to watch through all the Richard Pepin stuff. I'll try to do that this year because he's just uh, fantastic. Again, these are all directors. I want to watch all their stuff. So Richard Pepin's one of those guys. I just want to hunt down all the stuff he did because he has a flavor that is just like, it's my scene. So I'm so excited that you got to catch this one. And I'm jealous because I want (laughs) to watch
0: it. (laughs) Well, before we wrap it up, is there anything that you just simply can't not mention anything that didn't make your top five that either of you just wanted to throw out there
2: yes i'm sure Lindsay has some too i'll let Lindsay. you go first first because you had a
1: whole top 10 so yeah
2: well okay so one movie that i almost again put on my top 10 is the conference it's a slasher movie and it's with a bunch of adults at a work conference oh did this have the big head that the guy wears yes yes. (laughs) yeah i saw this this was really really fun Yeah, this is on Netflix Mm -hmm. and they're basically camping and all of a sudden this killer with a giant head. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I think is going to be a polarizing issue because the head is so ludicrous. Yeah. But if you haven't caught on that, the guy is already making fun of workplace stuff, having a day job. Like there's so much humor that's going through it already. But, you know, it also is a foreign movie. It's um, I believe it's Danish Mm -hmm. Um, and so like it's subtitled and so if you haven't caught on to some of the humor but I I think you will catch on to the humor it's very funny and it's making fun of a lot of stupid stuff that happens at you know work these work functions or these sort of team building things and so I think it does a great job of making fun of that on top of it there's a killer and eventually the head or the mask that he's wearing the killer's wearing is so ludicrous yeah, it's that it was really just good. like every time I started seeing it, it just started <laughs> to make me laugh and smile because uh-huh. it was just like yeah I, I love this I mean and then you you think like is it any more ridiculous than some of the other masks that we've already are accept that we accept yeah. <laughs> you know as the mask of a killer in a slasher film uh, it's just a really cool slasher film and certainly something that again I want, to see, I want to see more stuff that this guy has done Patrick Eklund is the guy who did the movie and again it's on Netflix mm-hmm. so it's an easy one to see Two more, I wanted to highlight Haunted Samurai. Oh, yeah.
1: I got just, that one. I'll be meaning that is, to see this. Yes. Yeah,
2: just kind of came out of nowhere all of a sudden um, <clears throat> on Diabolic DVD. They were selling, they put this out kind of with them and another label. And we're just like, yeah, here, this is it. We're just going to release this and we're not going to release it again. So grab it. And I was like, okay, you sold me. I'll get it. Nothing like the fear of missing out to just force me to spend more money than <laughs> I want. Same.
0: Damn it. <laughs>
2: and, It's about a guy who's a samurai, uh, but because he's been fighting, he got in a fight with this guy, his sister kills himself. He uh, says, you know what? I'm not going to be the samurai for for these people anymore. And then he gets hunted down. It's just a really, I just love the hell out of it. I really dug this and I never had heard of it. Never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And that's not a huge surprise for me with, there's so much Asian uh, stuff I haven't seen. There is so much Indian films that I haven't seen or Indonesian. There's lots of stuff. So I'm not trying to say like, how did I not know of it? There's a lot, but I just, there was no advance. It just, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, here, just buy this. And I was like, okay, I'm so glad I did though. And then lastly, um, the Revengeful Swordswoman. Yeah. <laughs> which I got from Gold Ninja Video. So I really love this too. And it, as it had turned out for the very first time, i had seen also come drink with me. Oh, come is, drink me fun. Yeah, which is really good, and a lot of it is that character, and a lot of the regular characters that show up in these kinds of movies oh. are all in *Revengeful Swordsman*. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like a, a a duo here, and so I really loved *Come Drink with Me* so much with Chang Pepe, who is fantastic in it until the last fourth when they decide take it take a seat yeah Pepe. we we gotta make it about this dude yeah <laughs> but up until be, then it can't be
1: can't be about the woman all yeah, the time right.
2: yeah. it's, it's <laughs> mostly about a girl but like eventually <laughs> we we come to our senses and make it about this dude yeah <laughs> but um
1: no, I, oh my favorite thing is like this guy has been really bothering us it's a woman a woman <laughs> like <laughs> it's gonna you <be laughs> occasionally yeah
2: and so then some of the characters are then explained as you go into Revenge of Swordswoman, Woman. And it was such a great education. I love Gold Ninja Video. I, I really yeah. recommend people pick up. I try to just pick up anything they ever put out. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, there's a couple new ones that they, they're releasing that I have yet to get, but I'm going to get those too. Because I just think they always put tons of information. They are very passionate about what they do, even though they know they're like, they're not Criterion, they're not these, you know, but they uh so there's a lot of interesting stuff the whole there's a whole booklet in here that goes through all the different characters that are in this and are in a bunch of other movies and uh it, it was just a it's just a cool find and i was just very happy to have seen both i saw them uh, got them both around the same time and just watched them right after the other and it was like oh this is so cool this is a part <laughs> yeah. of asian cinema that i wasn't as familiar with and now i'm getting this whole education about these these characters that are used again and again in different movies and It it was just terrific. So I just wanted to highlight those in case people hadn't picked those up and were thinking about it. And that's it. Yeah,
1: awesome. Um, Yeah, I just want to highlight too. i I'm going to talk about it again. Um, But I watched Abby uh, for 1974, which is directed by the great um, exploitation director, William Goodler. I'm just going to keep talking about it until Universal realized that they might not have made money on the actual uh, Exorcist movie, but they could release Abby. And mm. the world would be okay again. This movie is just a whole ton of fun. I love Girdler. I love how he directs. It's a pure black exploitation, The Exorcist. Like it's not even really beating around the bush. Um, no, no. But That's, it is Which of course so is why fun. it's uh,
2: unavailable, why you can't yes. get it. Yes, yeah. I found
1: a Are ripping a really really it off dodgy, so
2: much. <laughs>
1: yeah. I found a really dodgy uh, YouTube copy of this, which yeah, is how I watched correct. it. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's got William Marshall in it and Terry Carter. It is just so much fun and if I keep speaking about it maybe Universal will just go you know what let's rip off what was known as the Black Exorcist or Abby because it's just a really fun movie.
2: Yeah yeah you have you have always had me at William Girdler but yes Abby is terrific it's it's such a blast it's such a wild movie but yeah unfortunately then got sued and so they they did release it but then I don't know how much you can release it. William freaking sadly has passed on maybe he won't be so angry but I don't know that I think it's a studio thing not a director thing but
1: yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping Universal wants to make a list of a little bit of money and could just go, Hey, right. Vinegar Syndrome, will I be out to you or something?
2: Just for just once, just so we can get our own mm-hmm. wonderful new copy of it. Because yes, the the YouTube one is fine. You can watch it, but it doesn't look terrific. And I know this would just look amazing if you got a nice new scan of it. And it, it's exactly so fun. I
1: mean, Vinegar Syndrome was able to release uh Shocking Dark or Terminator 2, which is such a Nash. ripoff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so
2: true of several things
1: <laughs> several things i mean it's like you're watching it going oh i can see why this was movie was buried i mean yikes i love it well not love it that movie can be very boring but when it's exciting it's it's very fun The other, <laughs> yes. other one i'll point yes. out is i went on a massive Ip man binge and donnie yen and Ip man two rules so i think this is the one with sammo hung he did the choreography and he actually has a fight mm-hmm. sequence and it, it on rules. the tables yeah.
2: yes oh yeah. fantastic yeah, I have yet to watch It Man four, but I love the It Man mm-hmm. movies. I own all of them except the fourth one. I'm just kind of I'm just pushing it off because I adore them so much. I'm like I'm just gonna treat myself eventually and get yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm just pushing it off down the road. So one day I'll just mm-hmm. be like, you know what? It's time. Let's watch It Man yeah. four. It'll be terrific. Yeah. We'll enjoy it. Maybe not quite as good as the other three, but I enjoy. Yeah, no. but but no. man, the first two are just unbelievable. Dynamite. Yeah, so good. Yeah,
1: that's really good. It's about this myth making that probably never happened. It's cause it's about Bruce Lee's teacher and how he kind of created this style of martial art and kind of how he brought it to the world and everything's against adversity. And it's very silly in parts, but it's so much fun. It's so good. The fight scenes are just, Donnie Yen is just perfect. Unbelievable. So, yeah, after, yeah, after John he's Whitfall, so good. I was, he's
2: so good. I need to
1: watch more Donnie Yen, so.
2: Yeah, I agree. That is me, yes. I just in full agreement with you because I, I love Donnie Yen, and that's why I think even if Hitman Four might be a little bit of uh, lesser returns on the other Hitman movies, Donnie Yen will is just so good as this character, it'll be worth it. So love those movies. Yeah, I love the first two. The third one's fine,
0: and the fourth one I don't. Mike Tyson, come on, it. yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't. I just
2: thought the first two were so good. That, yeah, uh... they, yeah, they're 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 excellent. The first yeah. two are just perfect.
0: Okay, I just have one, and like, I okay, wait, no, I have two. And one of them was an episode that I did called Peacock King. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, oh, yeah.
0: I mean, oh, that, yeah. it would have been number one if I was numerically listing things mm. because, oh, my gosh, seeing this finally, as beautiful it is, and it's on Blu-ray, you can get it through Amazon. I, I'm shocked that I had a bootleg version and then could get this beautiful... Blu-ray and then Ryan told me about a website where I could find even more stuff that I didn't even know Mm
2: -hmm. I could
0: get and so now I have a whole section of my collection that's just slowly filling up because I have the sequel to Peacock King I have what's the one you told me about that I bought that the uh, the trail the trail which turns out it has hopping vampires in it so it totally fit this whole thing i did on my patreon and a lot of music
2: from john carpenter movies. yes yeah it's (laughs) i
0: love it it's so good and they have a bunch of these like ghost movies and things that i didn't know uh, exist but yeah the peacock king's fantastic i hopefully this is the year that we get the cat i mean just give us the the cat give it to us uh, in its all glory, speaking of movies that I didn't think would get their glory, is Kill Butterfly Kill. And this is uh, Godfrey Ho. And the great thing about this, Neon Engel put this out, and I yeah, hope... I missed this one. I missed this one. I hope more people do this with Godfrey Ho. They put out the film, and then they put out the Godfrey Ho cut on a separate disc. So you can watch Kill Butterfly Kill and American Commando 6 back-to-back. So the original film and then Godfrey, Ho, Godfrey hoes it where it's instead of starting out with this assault of this lady who then gets revenge. That's the whole film. Basically Um, it starts out with cops and ninjas. And I was like, Oh, I love this. Like American commando six is my jam. And then if you've watched the original film, the way it cuts back into that, you're just like, wait, what is this way of even making these movies? Like, I'm not even sure what is happening. It, was such a delight a, I, a double hoedown for me um on kill butterfly kill uh yeah neon eagle thank you so much plus there's a there's a podcast doing commentary on it it's the podcast on fire network so I guess what it's mm. called there mm-hmm. so I've, i checked them out because of this so that's always a delight i hope there's more blu-rays putting podcasts on it um <laughs> anybody. Okay. Yeah, and it's just like Godfrey Ho with the rest 4K restoration. I mean, what is going on in the
2: world that I get and, this. There it is. Yeah, I, I missed out on getting that one and I it was really bummed. I was really trying to get that that one. I did get the next Neon Eagle one which I almost put on uh Zero list, Woman which is Zero Woman Red ha- uh, Red Handcuffs which is fantastic and amazing yeah. and looks incredible. However, you know, Buyer beware, because it—I it, mean—it is littered with sexual assaults. Yeah, that's like, why I don't is, have like, it. <laughs> I was like, I, "That's not my jam at all." No, and neither so, me. but I do for our podcast have to watch a lot of '70s exploitation stuff, which is the revenge. I was going to say <laughs> the rape revenge storylines are often and many, and so you know, there's a lot of it that's not good. So that part of it, I did not enjoy. It's a challenge, but there is so it? much that is good. But like, I was watching it, and Erica was le- was sleeping next to me and she kept waking up like what is going on because there's so much screaming in the movie <laughs> she's like what are you watching and I was like Sierra woman red handcuffs yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, so, yes, it's a terrific movie. And I so I love what Neon Eagle is doing. And it yeah. is an excellent 70s exploitation movie. But I mean, yikes, there's a lot of stuff yeah. in it that is like oof. this. This one, it's a lot of a lady screaming
0: and like five guys kind of chasing her down. But they don't go yeah. into the graphic nature of it. But it's like you can technically skip that scene because you get it. These for five sure, guys are sure. going to get killed by her and this other guy that's the whole movie
2: because the is, ending it's a, fights the fight scenes in it and like the yeah. ending of it i was just like okay because i was like watching it kind of going i don't know if i need to hold on to this yeah this yeah. is not this is kind of but to your point skip some of that stuff get to the really cool scenes that are amazing yeah. in the movie and the, whenever she uses the handcuffs like i'm like well but that stuff's that kind of rules it's yeah. just you know yeah. you have to Take the good and take the bad, as the song goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I own
0: Undefeatable, and that movie starts off with the bad yeah. guy sexually assaulting his wife, and I hate that part. It almost yeah. ruins the yeah. movie for me, so I just skip that entire scene. And uh, yeah. But I understand why he did it, is because when Godfrey Ho made that movie, he was obsessed with the Category 3 films, and those films are littered with sexual assault, and that's why people were watching them as these lurid films so he was like my action movie if it has that then everyone's gonna watch it which is not what happened and now it just unfortunately has that scene in the movie which you don't need but whatever
2: real quick sorry the conference is swedish and not danish and i didn't want to piss off your fan base i know they're very particular uh, about things particularly no, the
0: swedish stopped listening
2: because they were all fraser fans it turns out there's <laughs> yeah. a huge swedish fraser demographic that's true yeah it, fraser is huge <laughs> in sweden so they won't even know yeah. but now i've made the danish angry that uh, yeah i apologize ryan I've... what
0: what is the what's fraser called in swedish i forget He's just called Frazier.
2: Oh, He's just right. called that's what it was. That's one, it's that's a word that you can't, it's I just the same in every language.
0: There was an yeah. umlaut over one of the vowels, and I just didn't know how you pronounce that, but you're right. It's the same. Right,
2: sure. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. 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 It's over the E. It's odd, but um, this it doesn't seem to, doesn't actually, it's over the R. So you really have to drag oh, out the R. I mean, <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense, but that's an umlaut for you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to our top five movies
0: with umlauts. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, there you have it. Many discoveries, some things that didn't make the list, but we just made them make the list anyway. Thank you both so much for joining me for another Dirk's Discoveries episode. Lindsay, is there anything that you have to promote or direct people towards your podcast?
1: My podcast is going, uh, as usual, the All podcast. And you can find me on shock and one or reading geek on most of the socials the shock and are mostly on all the pods. Uh, and we're just going to be doing episodes. I think for the little bit that I can think of <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing usually important coming up.
2: Okay,
0: perfect. Ryan, how about yourself?
2: There's always stuff going down at the NWPP, uh new world pictures podcast. You can find all our episodes at our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. We just finished Monstuary. And we talked about monster movies like Lady Frankenstein, Godzilla 1985. We're about to unveil the interview we have with the director of the American scenes for Godzilla 1985. Then we'll be going into a bunch of war movies for February and uh, sports movies in March. Bunch of stuff, but it's all New World Pictures movies. So if you, wait, want, wait, wait, if you wait, like wait. New World Pictures movies, they will uh, that we're
0: the place for you. So February... And then yeah. March is just sports movies? March Madness. oh
1: New Yes, March, March Madness. Yes. Uh, March Madness.
0: I was like, March? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, March Madness. So okay. we're just
2: doing the sports okay. movies at New World. But, Got it. All uh, right. Which there are not many. So <laughs> it won't be we won't be doing that theme again. But, yeah, we're still doing lots of theme months. It kind of makes it real fun. We kind of split them up between the three of us and we we have a good time, it keeps things hopefully fun for the audience, but also keeps it fun for us. And that's, what's important (laughs) because we keep, you know, we do this every week. So, you know, we got to keep making it fun and um, hopefully we're going to get a lot more uh, interviews this year as well. And we're going to do convince me is going to come back. We took a a year off from the convince me sub series, but we'll be doing that and uh, lots of nearly new worlds. So yeah, we're going to keep all that going. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you both again for being here. It's no new discovery that I love talking movies with the two of you. How about that segue? Uh, <laughs> so good. So <laughs> NPR. I love thank it. Thank you. Exactly. I, I dropped that so quick. I hope that listeners find <laughs> something new. As always, I'm Dirk Marshall, and this has been VHS. What do you really want?